What's up, fam? You're now listening to the Gamut of Solomon podcast with me, Solomon Ezra Berezin. For blogs and more, visit keepitkeepa.wixsite.com slash beunstoppable. Yes. Shabbat Shalom. Hello. This is the pre-Shabbos segment of the Gamut of Solomon podcast where I talk about or ask a rabbi some kind of popular question I had about Judaism, something going on in the Torah portion, or maybe I sit down with a friend from Shabbat and we talk about something going on during the week as you, me, and anyone else gets ready for sundown. Have a great Shabbat. Thank you for tuning in to the very first episode of the pre-Shabbos segment of the Gamut of Solomon podcast. I sat down last summer with Rabbi Schmuckler at the Bay Area Chabad house to talk about names and the power of not only my name, but Hebrew names and names in general. And what's fascinating is that I learned that even looking at your name, the thing you're born with, could help you answer questions like what do you want to do for the rest of your life and what your strengths may be. So give it a listen and maybe go check out what your name really means. Thanks. L'chaim. L'chaim. With coffee. Mm-hmm. It's coffee. Rabbi Smirklin and I have been learning together for over two, two years now. Yeah, I would say. A little bit over two years. And just been able to ask him a lot of the different questions I had with um, that happened to me personally or with my surroundings Uh, as some of my friends may know that I went to a Catholic University um, which was a great experience I have nothing bad to say at all I love all my friends there too Um, but I've had the privilege to be able to talk to you about different topics that are top uh, big on my mind and um, we'll make this one maybe a short one where we get really good at these Um, just two things that I think uh, two topics that are really cool to think about for myself personally and whoever listens and for anyone really Um, these came up while I was in Israel as you know for the past uh, couple weeks or so and I really wanted to know the the power of each of our names and how Judaism teaches that your name is kind of like a snapshot into the future and no um, I'm not trying to make fun of or kind of bash some people's names but there are some pretty wild names out there some even I remember seeing on the news that somebody's name is hashtag (laughs) and although that's always rem- like I'll always remember it so she, that, that girl's got a cool name I'm not so sure how that's a snapshot into that person's future so could you let us know a little bit more about the power of our names as well as like my name personally because my name my full name is Solomon Ezra Berezin mm-hmm. um, and also I've I'll, I'll finish a whole kind of little bit of a dialogue but sure. I've had also friends talk to me but at school, you know, what's up with uh, Jewish names? Like, what's up with these Hebrew names? They're so, they're so weird. Um, <laughs> Rabbi, like Shmuley or, uh, 
I can't think of another one. What's, what's another one? Uh, there's, there's, well, there's so many. There's so many it's funny... <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> hot. You know, it, it doesn't sound like a, an original name, per se, or a normal name, but as Judaism teaches, and I'm sure you'll explain, is there's so much power to that, especially with just the Hebrew characters themselves. And I get so excited just talking about that because... It, it's fascinating to me, and just like the first letter of the alphabet, the Aleph, it's the symbols that connect each other dive into the connection between God and man, and the big line in between is the Torah, and that's the thing that can, connects us to Hashem. Um, so that's a, a lot of me talking. I just I would love to hear more of what a, a professional rabbi has to say. <laughs> well, Solomon, it's a, it's a big topic. Um... The Hebrew names. I think it's something that we can talk a long time about because really, for me, the way I would address this, the way I would explain it, would go way back. Uh, it would kind of put a whole foundation. So there's a short answer, medium answer, long answer. What should we do? Um, if we want more depth, it's going to be a longer answer. Um, how about uh, medium? Medium. <laughs> Let's go with medium. Okay. I'll, La- if if. I'm sure I want the long answer, right. but we'll see. Like, I can do that another time. or right. And if people want to listen, maybe we'll give them a short. And uh, next time, if they want to hear more, because maybe people will want to know about their names, we'll give them a little longer. Sure. So I, I th- uh, what I'll do is I'll do what we call, I'm calling the medium answer. Uh, a little bit of, a little bit of background, because that's what makes it meaningful. And then if um, you could, you know, Ask me questions yeah, if you want to shorten it. Okay, so uh, first, so the idea of that a name is meaningful. There's a fascinating teaching in the Talmud that tells us that uh, when parents name their children, it is uh, considered a tiny prophecy. Yeah. Okay. So which is which is an amazing thing. Which is meaning to say that all of us, uh, when we become parents, no matter who we are. Uh, when we pick that name for our child, there is a little bit of prophecy that is happening through us. We don't even realize it, but of course we're making our conscious choice. We're choosing this or that, but there is something that influences it uh, subconsciously, and that's what the sages were speaking about. And, and so our name is... Well, now, why, why, does, why is a little bit of prophecy necessary? Because... Uh, that same teaching is basically saying that your name is not something random, that it actually is sort of the placeholder or the the, the, the case, in ca- the, the, in the encasement, the way, yeah. whatever you want to call it, for your soul, uh, for your soul's attachment to your body. So there is something specific about your name. It does say something about you. Now, um, I'm sure there are people that you'd say their names are really, wow, spot on, and there's others that you don't really see it. And sometimes parents will give their children strange names. I can't really speak for, for everything and every choice and every, what every parent has made. And the truth is that this teaching, I've only heard it said really from a perspective of Torah, so it really is meant to apply. Well, I don't know if it's only for Jews, but it's, but it's applying to the Hebrew names because the Hebrew names have that kind of meaning. I'm sure it extends to other names in other languages, yeah. but that is more 
I'm going on a little speculation because I know that that's further from the teaching. The teaching was referring to the Hebrew names okay. that are given. Um, we sure, can speculate. Yeah, I'm sure people would want to like. How do you? How would you find out what your Hebrew name is? Let's say if your name is something not so Jewish per se, something like um, like a John. Well, that is a kind of a Jewish name. Well, there are many names that um, that do have some sort of Hebrew origin. Yeah. Yeah, or association. So, or sometimes they sound similar to a to a common Hebrew name. They're very similar. I don't know. It's not really something that I know so much about. But I can tell you what I do know about, uh, at least somewhat. Uh, the idea that the name is significant goes all the way back to the beginning of the Torah. In the beginning of Genesis, it tells a story how Adam named the animals. And that the animals came before him and he named them. Now, why is that considered a special talent? Adam, why did God give Adam the job to name the animals. Uh, what's, you can, you know, if you want to come up with names, you can do a random name generator. Mm -hmm. That kind of throw a bunch of things and names into a hat, pick out a name for each animal. But the idea is that, and this is explained in Kabbalistic teachings, that Adam, being the handiwork of God, was the most complete human being possible. Uh, the perfect prototype of human being. Uh, the Talmud talks a lot about Adam's gifts and capabilities, the, the holiness of his soul, the intelligence that he possessed on an extremely high level. Whom we should strive to be like. Well, yeah, <laughs> he's our great-grandfather, right? Um, so uh, the idea is that he was given the task to name the animals because it took a lot of wisdom to know what to name each animal. Uh, and the idea is that when he named an animal, he was able to perceive the essence of that animal. What is that animal all about? Every animal has like character, personality. Yeah. We see this, right? Uh, you can say dogs have yeah, a certain well, type of personality, cats have a certain type of personality, horses, uh, and so on with other animals. They, they, have, they have certain character. What's, what's like a quick one? Like a, how about a dog for all the dog lovers? Yeah, sure. So, um, for example, dogs are very loyal, they're very um, uh, they're, they're, they're very emotional, right? They feel, they, they're emotionally attached yeah. to their owners. They're, they'll do anything often for their owners. As we know many stories of dogs that have, you know, went into fires to save their owners and things yeah. like that. So dogs are very loyal animals and they, they generate a very strong emotional attachment to their, to their owners. Mm -hmm. uh, I've never owned a cat. But I know people talk about cat's personality. It's kind of its cunningness or yeah. whatever. Uh, they're, they're not, they, I think they're not known to be so warm, right? They're kind of a little more colder in their personalities, right? Kind of more, yeah. maybe more smart. Especially yeah. my cat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so animals definitely have personalities yeah. in a general, general way. According to Kabbalistic teaching, uh, the world was created course by God, the Torah says God spoke and brought the world into being as, as the way the Torah describes creation, that according to Kabbalah, God spoke means that God literally used the Hebrew language in creation. And so from a perspective of Talmudic teaching and Kabbalistic teaching, the Hebrew language is not just another language, 
but it is considered to be the bedrock of languages. It's considered to be the DNA, the building blocks of languages, yeah. and that, um, and and that it's a it is the first language, and it's called called in Hebrew is known as lashon hakodesh, which means the holy tongue. First of all, because the Torah is written in that language, but also according to many explanations, this is a language of creation. Now. It's, it's a really, this is where I'd say there's a long explanation about what it means, the language of creation, and I, I think that would be another discussion. Yeah. Uh, but because of that, uh, we'll kind of fast forward to the idea that name, or, uh, the Hebrew name for something, which is what the Zohar and the Kabbalah is talking about, the Hebrew name for something is its channel. So if, if let's say a dog is called Kelev in Hebrew, uh, it's because that precise word expresses something unique about this animal, something about its essence, about its character. If a, if a horse is called sus, it's because, uh, which is samach, vav samach, it's because that word expresses something about the character of that animal. A camel is called gamal, by the way, the word camel is related, in English is related to, to the word gamal. Uh, Gimel Mem Lamed, it's because the word Gamal is, expresses something about the, what that animal is all about. So that's why it took a lot of wisdom. Adam had to understand the essence of each animal and give it an appropriate name that matched its essence, which is an amazing, amazing thing. Because we're used to things being, like names for things to be uh, random. Yeah, or um, like people just want to name some, their child cool. Like not, like not actually cool, but like something that yeah. sounds cool. Right, and... Uh, and I, I think it's still a very long stretch to go from there, how Adam named the animals and say that every parent is naming their children the right name for them. Um, but let's leave that aside a little bit. So the idea is that if the, the name that you were ended up with by divine providence, assuming the parents weren't kind of trying to make a joke out of it or whatever, uh, is gonna say something about you and uh, again, it's the teaching is talking about the Hebrew names because they had considered to have a spiritual significance. So um, sometimes it helps to think about that. You learn a little bit about the meaning of your name, and often you may find that it gives you a bit of a clue into your yeah. own strengths and your own personality. Somewhat, I mean, you know, you, it's there are only so many names and everybody's different. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that every person with the name David has the same nature or Solomon has the same nature, but it tells you something, can tell you something perhaps about that person. Uh, so that's the idea, that's the, 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 the medium explanation yeah. about it. So what? So um, what's like my name? I well, mean, your name is Solomon Ezra. Yeah. And so first of all, there's two things there. First, first of all, you're named for historic personalities. King Solomon, even if you were named after someone in between, but that person was ultimately named after yeah. King Solomon. And Ezra is also a biblical personality. Ezra was a person who led the Jewish people back to the land of Israel after their exile into Babylon. And he helped rebuild the second temple. So, um, so you would assume that when a person is named after a certain biblical personality, that they may have some sort of association to that name mm -hmm. in them. If that person was, uh, there, I mean, there are many things about any particular personality, but there may be something 
that you can draw from that. Yeah. So you're so Solomon, King Solomon, right? We like the nickname of King Solomon. When I was in uh, Jerusalem yeah. with my right. brother, the rabbi, I don't remember his name right now, but we were having a farbringen after Shabbat services on Friday, mm -hmm. and I was kind of falling asleep. And uh, I, we were, because we were all surrounded by him, and I don't, I don't remember what my brother was doing, but I was kind of like dozing off because it was like one o'clock in the morning. I'm not used to staying up that yeah. late, to be honest, which is kind of weird. But he was like, Solomon, what can I do for you? And then he was just like, because I was dozing off, and then he started telling me about my name. He's like, do you know what your name means? Uh -huh. And I was like, I think peace, like comes from shalom. Yeah. He said, yes, but it also comes from shalem, or I, I believe it's like, wholesomeness, oh, tranquility, yeah. um, which was new to me because I yes. thought it was just, you know, comes from Shalom, right? but Shlomo, which is my Hebrew name, also has Shalem, mm -hmm. uh, so what what else does my, does Solomon mean? So and also exactly. I mentioned about Ezra. Okay, so let's say, first of all, the personality is just, the, so you're King Solomon, you could study about King Solomon and see if there are things about King Solomon that that you can draw inspiration from, that you can feel... Lots of things. Many things, many things. Uh, King Solomon, uh, it, what he's famous for uh, his, was, number one, that when he led the, the uh, Israelites, the Jewish people, uh, he had tremendous success. His kingdom was extremely successful, considered to be perhaps the most success, successful Jewish kingdom in Israel um, in the days of the Bible. Uh, he built up the country uh, economically, socially. The whole fabric of the country is very well developed. Um, his own kingdom, his own palace, everything was beautiful. Everything was at the top level. Yeah. So also, at a time when wars between nations were, were a common thing, throughout the reign of King Solomon, there was not a single war. They never had to fight a single war. His name was Solomon. Snapshot. He, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shlomo, right? Yeah. He, it come, it related to the word peace. He never had to fight a single war. Yeah. Now, his father, King David, fought many wars. And that's not held against him. In fact, King David is a tremendous hero because yeah. he was able to bring the tranquility that King Solomon benefited from. Somebody had to fight those wars Very true. to put the fear into those who would want to attack this young nation to say, don't, don't bother, don't mess. And so, but King Solomon benefited from his father's uh, strength and his father's victory and his father's, uh, you know, heroic leadership. But he didn't have to fight any wars. He succeeded. His number one biggest, most famous accomplishment was that he built the first temple in Jerusalem. And that was the promise that God made to the Jews and the Jews sort of made to God that when they come into the land of Israel and when they finally have peace, they're going to build a temple in, in, in this special place, and they built that great, great yeah. grand temple that people came from uh, all over the world just to see it. Mm -hmm. And it was a temple that everybody could worship there, not just Jews. That's the role of the temple. It's a place, he, he called it based it's a, it's a house of prayer for all nations. And it brings peace to the entire world. It's, it's a benefit to the entire world. So that, that's what King Solomon is famous for. Uh, Ezra, interestingly enough, I actually kind of like using the name Ezra more sometimes. Well, it's cool. It just kind of sounds cooler. Ezra is a great name, and if now that we're talking about it, Ezra has so much in, co in, in uh, common with him because Ezra built the second temple. No way. Yeah, Ezra was the leader. I, did, I didn't actually. I, didn't I never. It never it didn't occur to me earlier, but now that we're talking, Shoot. Ezra is the leader that led the rebuilding. 
I wish I could build the third. I can help build the third. We all have that job. We all have that job. So Ezra led the rebuilding of the second temple, a tremendous feat. He led the Jews back to the land of Israel from Babylon. He persuaded many Jews to come back. He reinvigorated Judaism uh, in a time when it had become very weak. Uh, he, he, he did tremendous things. Plus, he also was known as Ezra Hasofer, which means Ezra the scribe. Wow. Ezra the scribe. My and, mom complimented me uh, on my writing the yeah, other day. Yeah, you have good handwriting. Well, also the things I like to write about, because yeah. I've gotten into journaling and now kind of like blogging different things I'm interested yes. in. And that this was a topic like, what's your name telling you? So, I mean, it's, it's really cool how, like, sorry to interrupt for a second, but it's cool how sometimes I feel like you're guided in the route of that. Yes. Like, I just naturally kind of came to writing things, and I didn't know anything about... Ezra, the only like I knew it was a a, a biblical f uh, figure, figure. Yeah. but you know all the Ezra that you hear the most is from like TV shows like yeah. Pretty Little Liars or something. Yeah. Um, so I just I think it's really cool. Yeah, so that's that's another, right. So Ezra was uh, known as the Sofer. That was his nickname or his title. Sofer. Ezra Hasofer, Ezra the scribe, and the reason why he got that name is because he was responsible for. Uh, writing down many of the books of the Torah. Um, so if you want to kind of be a little bit uh, poetic about it, yeah. in modern days, scribing goes in all kinds of forms. Yeah. It could be social media, it could be you know, marketing, it could be whatever. You can, you can apply it to many things that you may feel you have a knack for, and you can draw inspiration from that. Uh, so there you have it. That, those are the two figures, and there's so much about them. Now, the names, like you were saying, Shlomo is from the word that means peace, Shalom. And it also means the word peace. It means that because it means whole, wholesome, complete, tranquil, uh, tranquil tranquility. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful word, and it's a way of how you also go about things. Sometimes people go about things where they're conquering, they're, you know, they're waging battles, there's different ways of accomplishing goals, right? Sometimes there are certain leaders that uh, get things done through strength yeah. uh, uh, or through aggression. Mm -hmm. uh, and it may not be a bad thing. Sometimes that's exactly what's needed to make big changes. But there are some leaders that accomplish great things in a peaceful manner. Uh, just, they just, they, they just encourage and make people want to do what's right and what's good. Uh, perhaps that's something that you can see in that name, Shlomo. And Ezra implies a divine assistance. Uh, because Ezra means assistance. So, so God, God helps you out. And in general, that's a teaching in Judaism that anytime somebody sets out to do the right thing, God helps you. I agree. And I think that's really important. And... Uh, Wow, I just, like, on the side, it's kind of just crazy, once we started, like, filming this, like, we've been having classes like this, but for some reason, I don't know if I'm just feeling much better, but if you have the idea, or kind of, the idea that someone may be watching, that somebody can get something out of this, or pay attention, just like me playing a sport, you're always, there's always someone there watching. 
that you could be inspiring or you could be helping out with in some way just from something you're talking about or something you're doing like on the sports field. So, I mean, this is like our first time filming. Yeah. But to be honest, like, really, like, I don't, I don't feel like I was as, no, I, I feel like I was more invested in like really into the topic, like, not just because it was about my name, but I just, it was really cool. I just felt yeah. like I needed to say that. So, yeah, so and to take it broader, yeah. um, if you have a Hebrew name, you're fortunate to have that. Uh, investigate it, find out what it means. Um, if you're Jewish and you don't have a Hebrew name, uh, see, uh, find out. You may have one. Maybe your parents gave you one at, at a bris or, or, or when you were born, um, but you know, they never, you know, never yeah. really mentioned anything about it. Uh, or you can still get one. You can still um, you can still gain a Hebrew How, name. Who, who can give you that? Uh, you go to go to your local Chabad house and uh, tell the rabbi that you're Jewish. If you're Jewish, tell him you're Jewish. If you're not Jewish, tell him who you are. <laughs> he, um, because I, my name <laughs> is uh, I can't even think of my name. Let's go with Max, and I'm not Jewish. Yes. How do I get a Hebrew name? Well, if my name if my name is Max and I'm not Jewish, I come to the rabbi and say, Rabbi, I want to um, I want to strengthen myself spiritually. Well, and tell me. I wish everyone comes yeah. to you, comes to you with that question. Yeah, uh, we're always question. open for that. <laughs> tell, uh, and and let, I want to have a conversation with you. I want to tell you a little bit about myself, and, and you can tell me uh, some advice about how I could get myself on a good spiritual track because Judaism teaches us that. Um, well, famously in the Torah, there's 613 commandments for a Jew to follow. And many details. And yet the Torah also says that there are seven commandments for every person in the world to follow. It's called the seven Noahide commandments. So all people, all of us are descendants of Noah, according to the Torah. And that means we all have a common uh, code of ethics, you know, we should follow that Torah teaches. So Torah is not just for Jews, and um, and you don't have to be Jewish to know what to do. So a rabbi would explain all those things to the hypothetical Max, and they would find a Hebrew name that just fits them the best. Honestly, have, um, it's not it's it's not something that I've encountered. Yeah. Um, Non-Jewish people wanting to get a Hebrew name. And I don't know what Judaism says about well, it, but I don't see the harm in it, yeah. you know, either. Uh, so and that's something to sit down, to, you know, start that conversation. Because really, you want what you want to do is it's not like you're trying. Um, it's not like you're trying to trick some sort of system yeah. into getting more of something. Yeah. Like it, it's you're trying to really find out what your spiritual role is in the world, how you how you complete yourself and how you bring the best out of yourself that's really what it's about yeah. and sometimes maybe talking about your name is the way yeah. you started but that's what it's about thank you You're rabbi and i are gonna dive into some more topics off the film um but i thought this was really cool as i mentioned like i never i didn't imagine that filming it or th making it seem like someone's watching or that you can bring value to someone else 
would inspire me to pay attention more to what we're talking about. It's really cool, to be honest. Um, and it's, it's, it's just a privilege and an honor to be able to sit with somebody like yourself and to be able to, be able to ask questions that we all have growing up, whether it is your name or what is this, what is that, what is, what is, what is. All these different type of things. It's unfortunately some people don't don't tell you or tell you to keep your mouth shut. I've had experiences with that growing up, as well as some teachers that allow you to ask because questions are answers. Yes. And I I hope. I mean, this enriched me, and there's I hope for many many more lessons on video or not with rabbis helped me out tremendously. Um, growing up as a person spiritually religiously and you just I can't preach enough about openness and just something been, that's been on my mind is I feel like a lot of people and myself included think that other people or elders are trying to tell us how to live I don't think that's true anymore it's just it takes like openness and being op being open being willing to try something new. Who knows what this person may be telling you about to try this new technique or to learn this. It could enrich your life in a way that you never even imagined. And once I started coming and learning with the rabbi, uh, my life has, I, I felt like I've come to like a new awareness and just uh, more comfortable being. So thank you and thanks to whoever is listening will be sure to bring more great topics. Thanks all.